Hey everybody, welcome to Buffing Up, where the two of us not-so-movie buffs are going to go through the AFI Top 100 list, see where we rank them, how we feel about them, and uh, if we feel that they belong in a place in the movie annals of the American Film Institute. Uh, I am Mike, this is Jen. Hi. And uh, hopefully you've seen our first episode so you know what we're doing. But this episode, we are watching the 1995 animated film from Pixar, Toy Story, which I believe both of us have seen. I have. It's just, it's been a while because I'm an adult with no child. Right. So you would never watch anything childish. Never. I've never seen you pop on Gargoyles on Google Plus or oh, uh, Disney up. Plus. Hey, shut up about Gargoyles. Gargoyles is amazing. We totally didn't just watch a thing about a retrospective on Digimon. Digimon are the best. I know. So, so <laughs> we both have seen this. Um, so there's not much in terms of discovery, but I have definitely not seen it in a while. Um, yeah, no. So thinking about this, the AFI's original top 100 list was made in 1997. It's 100 years, 100 mm-hmm. movies, right? And so this movie was already out. Was it on the original list? No. Okay. Because it came out in 1995, so it was already out. And if it had won any awards, and I don't know if it did or not, Mm -hmm. because I don't care that much about awards, actually. Uh, But, like, if it had any awards, it would have had them, and it would have, like, been on the list if they thought it deserved it. But it didn't. It was not on the list previously. Yeah, which is interesting, because I think for a while, people would consider Toy Story a turning point for modern Disney. It kind of got them out of a rut into a new era. That was like the Michael Eisner era. They kind of changing things around. They were on the verge of bankruptcy near the time that Aladdin came out. I mentioned that I'm bad with history. This yeah. is during the time that Pixar is still a different studio, or during the time that Pixar was... They're they, in-house, out-of-house animators. In-house, out-of-house. I think this was the one that they gobbled them up after that. Okay. So they, like, it was this, like, I think Toy Story 2 or something like that. They consumed them. I'm not okay. 100% sure. Um, but I know in early 90s, mid-90s, Disney was kind of lurching yeah. in a weird way. Yeah, there's a whole Star Kid musical about that. Yeah, before they turned into the monster that is consuming all intellectual property um like like a a blob like a mall like a massive disney mustache mall that's just consuming everything like the blob like the blob right if if the blob was slightly racist it would be walt disney yep yeah okay (laughs) no one is more american than walt disney it's true no one is more American. There was there was one fact from the the President's Hall in Disney World that they really wanted to hammer home that that Walt Disney loved America and no one else loved America. No, 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 no one Walt else loved America. No one loved America as like much as Disney loved America. Factual. Nobody else. It's not even wasn't even an opinion. It wasn't even like people felt. It was no, this is a fact. So, Toy Story. So, Toy Story. Um, are we are we going to do away my memories of this? Um, yeah, I, I think I'm, that would be good because we've both not seen it in a really okay, long time. So, my my memories of this UFO are, Crane. Yes, the the Crane. I remember Crane. Okay, I remember. So, toys. What they have done is they have taken toys and they've uh, personified them, yeah. and way I was going to say way more. Not necessarily more, but do you remember Indians in the Cupboard? <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I was going to say, it kind of reminded me. 
that being a person of bad taste, what I really remember of Toy Story is that I kind of preferred the movie Small Soldiers. Okay, but Small Soldiers was not that the soldiers had their own consciousness. They had AI chips right. in them, right? Or yes. was that Toy Soldiers? No, that was that was small, small soldiers. soldiers. Like right. they had AI chips in but, them. But what like, is real, mil- Jen? Like, like military what, branded AI. At, at what chips. point is artificial intelligence not just intelligence? Well, no. But so these toys, the toys in They're Toy magic. Story, are literally right. all toys everywhere. Right? Did we? When you're not looking. They're alive. And they have backstories and relationships with each other. And the thing about this where it's like all toys and and you're like, God, this is sad. One, in the first movie, the neighbor boy, Sid, used to rip apart the toys and put them back together again. And it's not that, I'm going to say, it's not that I considered him a role model. I did something kind of like that. Oh, so you're a monster. (laughs) I'm a monster. No, I didn't put them back together again. I just killed them in fun ways. I, I tried to do constructive things with my toys. I, I played with Legos and clay. And oh, you know, I like Legos and, and I like clay. You I, can make a really good torture device for a G.I. Joe. No, again, I didn't. <laughs> it's not a life that I lived. Uh, but, like, so that was all of the ones that he ripped apart and put back together in creepy ways still had a consciousness and were probably in pain yeah. for the rest of the, their long, so the, drawn there's, out There's lives. interesting, like, weird philosophical arguments of, like, they have the memory of what they're supposed to think. Like like Buzz Lightyear, if I remember, thinks he is well, that Well, no, that's thing. because he's a brand new toy. The no. rest of Andy's toys... But who gave them that thought? Okay, well, so... Because it was made by a human. They were made by humans. Conceivably, some of them come alive in the Toy Story and sort of, or in the toy store and sort of get it, but it's one of those, like, when they're first introduced to the bedroom, the rest of the toys tell them. Do, like, other things that are made by humans secretly are alive? Like, is is like the Tesla Roadster when no one's driving it actually, like, a person? That's what Cars is about. Oh, it's all, oh, right. It's all part of the same universe. Oh, yeah. okay. I, never mind. I understand yeah, so now. There's a whole meme about Andy's mom's toys. So, so, it's rated R. I was going to ask. I was like, <laughs> I was going to go with like, so like the toaster's alive? Like, uh, yeah, that's the Brave Little Toaster. <laughs> Have you never part. seen the Brave Little Toaster? He no. flies. I've never seen the Brave Little Toaster. He flies. All right. So I, I feel like we have a pretty good, like in, in my mind palace, I have a pretty good image so of we did, like, But we didn't even mention story. that it's a whole territorial jealousy yeah, thing. I kind of remember it. Like I, I feel okay. like we have a good sense of what it was. Now, from what you remember, were you generally positive on it? I think I was. Okay. So I, I think I was too. I don't. I mean, the last time I saw it was I probably was like fourteen. So yeah, maybe. So because again, I, I don't really rewatch movies a lot. Yeah, I don't rewatch. Okay, I'm gonna say it. There's and like then three I'll on this entire list that I rewatch. I was gonna say I don't usually rewatch movies that aren't Bad. musicals. The dreaded M word. Like, there's a lot of Disney movies that I have reseen, and it's really just because they're musicals, because I just, I, I love having musicals on in the background yeah, so I can sing along. But but this is not a musical. This is not. Thankfully. This is not I, a musical. I can avoid that. I miss the days where a Disney cartoon came out, and <laughs> what it meant was that everyone was going to sing a song for three years. Frozen. I'm looking at you. Ugh. But that's not on this. Thank God, it's not on this list. Well, no, it didn't come out before 2007, did it? I don't even know when it came out. I don't know. Well... 
We're going to go see Toy Story. we got to see how we feel. So let's go ahead and let's take a watch, plop on the couch, and come back and see if our opinions change on it. All right. See you later. All right, everyone. And we are back. We're watching Toy Story. The 1995 Pixar animated blockbuster that changed everything. Changed everything. It changed some things, I suppose. I guess. I guess. I mean, it was it was noteworthy enough to be put on the list, which um, I'm, I might need my copy of the list to double check this because I believe uh, when I was talking about this, I in my head I was afraid that this was the only Disney movie on the list and I was like that doesn't make any sense I mean it's the first completely computer generated yeah. uh, animation this is new on the list too it's new on the list no. but I do believe Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is on yeah. there yeah. which Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was the first full length animated film Yeah, and this is the first uh, feature length computer generated because Pixar played around with little Niblets. Yeah, they did something else at some point. Well, there was a bunch of little, like, before movies, before other movies, there was, like, little... Like, stinger films. Yeah. 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 Is that not what Pixar was famous for before? I don't know whether it was before or after, to be honest. I'm not really sure. I don't know the lineage of Pixar other than getting consumed by the never-ending uh, hunger and craving that is the mall of Walt Disney and has now been consumed into that but well like so for a time they were a department hired out by disney yeah like they were like they were a 3d studio <laughs> yeah like they were they were not a studio uh, a part of disney but disney paid them for their work and they were their own studio and s- since they have been subsumed yeah accurate yeah so so this movie a lot of Randy Newman. And I, I know you don't like him. Oh, my God. And I'm not saying I like him. But I like the particular style. I don't know if this is his actual always style or just the style that he used for this. But it's um, it's slow. Oh, yeah. And it explains what's happening on the screen for people who are blind. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of is like... wait. Like was this like a like an American Disabilities Act necessity for Toy Story? Like like Pixar was like, I need a musician to compose music uh, that will only aid people if they're not watching it. Well, no, 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 because it's not. It, it's just uh, it's spice. Is it spice? No, it might it's be pretty too much bland. Spice. It's, it, it's pretty bland, but it's there as an enhancement. But what I was going to say about it, like. It, it's not that I love exactly. It's not that I love Randy Newman music. I love other people doing Randy Newman style music. Of course. And so my my general belief is that he must have actually done the score for I want to say it's Sea Biscuit because I don't think that's true. <laughs> I don't think it is either. But there's a movie that's a normal movie that he did the soundtrack for. And that's why Paul and Storm, comedian, musician, duo, 
that nobody but me has heard of yep. has on a CD six songs in a row that were what if Randy Newman made the theme song too and it was um, they did Seabiscuit which was wonderful they did Lord of the Rings which was wonderful I think they did Spider-Man yep. I have so, this CD somewhere and I don't remember because I haven't listened to it in so a while but it's five songs where they did Randy Newman style yeah so your only your only like actual feelings about randy newman is a band you kind of like oh no no i love them they're amazing a band that you like that no one knows did some impressions of him once and therefore randy newman's music is awesome not is awesome is enjoyable (laughs) okay (laughs) um i found it incredibly distracting through the entire film through the entire Uh, film okay I, I don't know. Uh, I have mixed feelings about this movie, but we should probably run it down. Um, okay, so um, 1995. 1995. So, um, so what, let's talk about... Randy Newman. Randy, let's talk about what, what happened in here. So, kids playing with toys. Kids playing with toys. Now, so I don't know. I don't remember if I mentioned this before the movie. It's There is a long history of movies that are about toys coming to life. Mostly horror movies. No, okay, yes, but no, because um, the Nutcracker, oh, yeah, is actually toys a thing life, about yeah. the toys coming to life, mm-hmm. and also like the Indian in the cover. And, and this is not related to the soldiers. the short-lived trend in video games of toys to life, where you could put a toy onto a thing and turn it into a video game, right? No, no, oh, no, no, okay. not that, not that's, that. That's exciting. No, 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 because this, the, when I say there's a long history, it does actually go back before the Nutcracker, mm-hmm. and I want, it's Nostradamus, maybe? There's someone who has one of those apocalypse um, prophecies that has to do with our inanimate objects that we use for entertainment killing us. Robots. Robots. Yeah. But before Robots, like this particular Nostradamus history channel. I don't think Nostradamus was actually that prophetic to even come up with that. Robots? Robots. Yeah. Well, so this history channel documentary about Nostradamus Nostradamus, um, had like people carved little like versions of animals as toys that they were using as entertainment. And at the not the dawn of our time at the dusk of their time the toys came to life and like subjugated them so, i guess so now though the toys in toy story are not subjugating us we're They're subjugating, subjugating each other. well yes but we're subjugating them so let's, okay so the rules okay so that's what i want to talk about i want to talk about the rules of toy story so let me briefly go back uh, before we get too derailed here and talk about I toys. I know, but let's get to the movie here first. Okay, Toy Story toy is story. about yes. The toys in Andy's room are a community, and uh, Tom Hanks, who is a veteran good guy, was mm-hmm. storyboarded as evil, but they made him just misunderstood. So, are you sure about that? Because I feel like he's still pretty evil in this movie. Oh, he's a douchebag. Yeah. Can I say douchebag? Um, I, I you just did. But are you going to bleep it? No. Should I use a different... Can I say D-bag? Is yeah. D-bag better? You, you say whatever you want. This is yours. Okay. So he's kind of still a douchebag, yeah. but he's not necessarily evil. Because he is Andy's favorite toy. Mm-hmm. And he's got the special place on the bed. And he like takes for granted the fact that he's the favorite. 
because he's been the favorite for ever, ever, yeah. at least six years. And Andy gets a new toy. Mm-hmm. And Woody can't handle that. And when starts to plot to murder him. And he plots to take him out. Because they're about to move. And if, like, Buzz gets left behind, I would feel really bad for this mother who I think is a widow. Maybe. Maybe she's a strong, independent woman. Don't need no man. I think she's moving to a smaller place. Okay. That would make sense. This place they're in already is pretty small because the baby crib is in Andy's room. And I don't know what mother leaves yeah, that age that? baby with a 10-year-old. You mentioned that during the movie and I never really noticed it. But it just – are you sure that's the baby's crib or his crib? No, it's the baby's crib because it's covered in pink and the baby is in it at one point. That's right. It's very <laughs> odd. There's questionable decisions of parenting in this entire questionable film. Questionable parenting decisions. Um, um, so I – I don't know what age one is before they learn how to spell general properly, but this child is of an age where he has not yet learned that. Or he just kept a whole so, bunch of cardboard boxes that he wrote on when he was younger. Maybe. And then, um, sorry, back on the storyline. Uh, so Tom Hanks, veteran good guy, is kind of a D-bag and is pissed off that Tim Allen is now the favorite. Yep. And kind of tries to kill him. Get rid of him. And then, or, or at least make him realize he's a toy. Right. Well, yeah, because the somehow he doesn't know. So this, this, I'm gonna, I am gonna derail here. So this is the before weird the derailment. Thing. Okay. By the end of the movie, they're all friends. They're all friends. You got a friend in Ugh. me. Ugh. Okay. So <laughs> I, the thing to hold that, that really ties me up is is the world here. So Tom Hanks' character knows he's a toy, and his toy is based on a, I guess, a television show. He looks a lot like Howdy Doody, right. which apparently is also in the initial design where he was evil. He was a um, ventriloquist <laughs> dummy, which there's no way to friendlyify ventriloquist right. dummies. Even they're always evil. Even, even Howdy Doody. Even Howdy Doody, who like is sort yeah. of a ventri- like did. Uh... I, so, and then you have Buzz, and Buzz is like a space ranger, like a modern toy yeah. he's he, got batteries he doesn't know that he's a toy but he's also based on a tv show and he has all the knowledge of the tv show yes because, no but so no so, he doesn't have knowledge of the tv show he has the knowledge of his character so who, who from gives the them the knowledge show. of that character so like it's w- it's it's the group consciousness <laughs> of the, of the of plastic buzz of why, the archetype of buzz every are, buzz gets buzz memory why do some objects in the universe not have sentience and others do okay that is a really good question because of andy's toys there are the ones that make sense because they have faces i totally get if you have a face you've got sentience yeah but then they've got like an etch a sketch yeah that has a consciousness and then one of those notepads that's like the photostatic paper over a magnet like you know the kind yeah that one doesn't have those little woolly things that one doesn't have sentience yeah so it it, the the rules seem confusing to me but then there's like a karaoke microphone that one can think of course (laughs) The, the rules of this world are very fast and loose clearly the little Matryoshka dolls all have faces. And, like and each, each one is a different personality. Each one is separate, but I don't know if they're necessarily different personalities. 
I want to see if they made a short about the G.I. Joe men, because the G.I. Joe men, I think there's only five poses that they're in. Do you think the ones that are in the same pose are the same person? I don't I don't know. Oh, like they're all just a split version of themselves? Yeah. That'd be like weird. Like a hive mind kind of thing? That'd be weird. I So I guess what I'm getting to is that the, the, the universe that they've built is inconsistent. And yes. watching this as an adult. Now, I... <laughs> As a child, I, I watch. I watch this movie maybe once because I, I tend to only watch a film once. I've probably seen it more than once, but only because I was allowed control over children for a time. Yeah, they let me babysit my younger cousins. I, so I, you know, I, uh, I guess the best. I I'm not gonna say that I'm not a big fan of children's movies. I certainly are. I certainly am. But uh, and there are ones out there that I love. But uh, Toy Story never had a lasting impact on me um, when I was a kid. Yeah. So coming back to this is, I guess I'm starting to see the cracks in the world building in a weird way that that kind of makes it glaring. Uh, like things like there's rules. Okay, so so let's talk about the rules of the world real quick. Well, so the thing is that you kind of got the notion at the beginning that it wasn't like they had control over it, where it was more like a quantum particle thing. Right. So, so where if no one could see them, they were alive life. and conscious. But then the moment someone shows up, they just fall flat. So there's even a moment where there's a truck about to hit because they they run out. They go to like a pizza party. Gas station. Got a gas, gas station. station. Gas piece of party at the gas station. No, no, so, no. It's the gas station before they before go to they the go to piece party. party. And they're out and they're on the ground and a truck comes rolling up and Woody drops to the ground almost dying. Yeah, no, no. That tire stops. He like, saw the human and he's like, I can't move. And he stops and drops to the ground. So there's like these rules that are not allowed to act around Yeah, people. like he didn't even flop in a way that he would not be in the yeah. tire's direction. And, and outside of the conflict between the two protagonists, the other main antagonists of the story or driving force of the story is eventually they get abducted or, or technically won by um, a uh, nasty kid, Sid. Sid. Sid is not a driving force in this story. He's not a driving force, but he's like the bulldog in the Sandlot. Well, that's the that's the, that's the point. He's just a driving force. As a as well, a central the antagonist, is, the bulldog is not a. That's a, just a central antagonist. antagonist. Absolutely. No, it's not. Absolutely, it's a thing. It's a it's a thing of opposition from one point to the other that's preventing the characters from completing their quest in the hero's journey of Toy Story, where they need to get back to home. It is the woods. It's the thing they have to cross through and face adversity to get to. So they're stuck in this house, and this kid, like, tortures the toys. And eventually they come up with this grand plan. He's not torturing them. So, He's practicing to be a plastic surgeon so, or, so, or, or a neural surgeon or a transplant surgeon when he grows up. He's got, he's got medical plans. Um, so... Jen had told me that she very much related to this child while watching this and that she did. So this this guy basically just play, Sid just like throws pieces of them together. I've throws never, them to the doll. I've never done doll transplants. Light, lights up, um, melts the army men. Right. Yeah. So, so he's the typical kind of kid that like kind of destroys the toys. Right. So and it's the. It's the foil to Andy. Of the Andy loves and cherishes these toys as a part of him. Uh, Sid uses them as tools of carnal pleasures. Yeah. 
right? Um, but there's no actual moral debate in this movie because that would be too interesting. So instead, it's just painted as like this is a uh, this is the child is a sadist, right? He's this is the sadistic, to be an axe murderer. This is the sadistic force that we have to to cross through in order to uh, get back home. And at and going back to the rules of the world, at one point they concoct a plan with all the twisted vert like twisted uh mutants that they have in the t- the toy who are nice despite the fact that they all look evil they all look evil but they're all nice they concoct this plan to basically gang up on sid reveal that they are toys and alive and scare the shit out of them to the point where he's going to have permanent therapy problems <sighs> so it what's what's weird is that now now all of a sudden they can show themselves yep which then leads you to thinking overthinking a children's movie as a 30 year old and you're like so if all toys could act this way why haven't they taken over yet they feel no pain they they can outnumber they could make their own they could seize the means of their own reproduction I mean, they could, but they wouldn't because their driving force is to please us. So it's like AI. You know, no, their driving yeah. force is to please us. Yeah. Like at the beginning when there was a new toy and everyone was like, he's going to like him more than us. One of us is going to get thrown out. And Woody's all like, no, no, it doesn't matter. No, we are here when Andy needs us. We are here for Andy. It doesn't matter who he likes more. When he plays with us, he plays with us, and we need to be there for him. It's just all very weird to me. I, is, I guess what I'm saying is that I feel like the world and the parameters of the world is very weird. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not the best thought out. I think I it's prefer... It's cute, though. It's cute. I think I prefer Indian in the cupboard. I'm going to say another a similar kind of idea, right? Yeah, so. Well, no. Yes, but no. Because that that Indian had a consciousness from like a real Indian yes. or something like that. And he talked to the little boy like the whole time. Like yeah. that one, he wasn't hiding from the little boy. He was just hiding, hiding from, from the else. adults. Right. Yeah. And I mean like... I was, I was about to be like, maybe Hobbes really was alive in Calvin and Hobbes and isn't just the kid's invisible friend. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. The only reason I don't think so is because I seem to remember... Well, I mean, this actually, this lends more credence possibly to the they could be alive for the children but can't be alive for adults. Like, maybe that's what the rule is. Because in Calvin and Hobbes, like, Hobbes is Calvin's best friend, partner in crime. Mm -hmm. And they had the strips where it was like he was running around with him. And then the last frame of the strip is like the parents walking by oh. and the Hobbs doll is just like laying on the ground covered in dirt. Well, if that, that goes into a tangent, right? Because then that goes into the bad world building problems of like every Christmas movie because every, if they can be alive for every child, then every adult had been a child and would have remembered. Well, no, because when they cross that line from childhood into adulthood, they just forgot. Aphasia. They lose... <laughs> They lose the magic of faith and believe <laughs> it was just an invisible friend. Like have uh, like I was gonna say, what is it? Drop Drop Dead Fred mm-hmm. is the one time where the adult gets her imaginary friend back. Yeah, where it's like, like you believe all sorts of things were true when you were younger that aren't true now. Like that tricks ever came in fruit shapes. They've always been circles. I don't know. I never date tricks. 
I was never a child. There was about five years where they actually were fruit-shaped, and there's, like, all sorts of memes online about this. It's just like a Berenstain's bear thing. No, 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 it's not a Berenstain bear thing. It actually, it, at one point in time, tricks were fruit-shaped. And there's only, only 90s kids. Does it coincide with when they were kids? So that when they turned into circles, when the 90s kids became adults, the adults are all like, oh, snap. Tricks are for kids. Maybe they were always circles and I just didn't know it because I was a child. Really getting off tangent tangent. here. Jesus. So back to Toy Story. Um, Toys Alive. Smurl, Smurl, Twist and Twirl was the name of one of the books on the bookshelf. And apparently they're all named for short reels that people in the animation department at Pixar made. Weird. Like all the books on the shelves. Because I was like, this is not a real book. It's not a real book. It's just a weird little animation ditty that someone made. Hmm. Uh, I had a thing about every soldier in the bucket has their own consciousness. Um, <laughs> her going through her list of, of points. So, so remember in Ben-Hur when I was talking about how many notes I took? I just want to point this out. Right. So Ben-Hur is three pages of creepy little notes that I don't think I mentioned any of them right. when we talked about it. Because most of my notes were quotes that I loved. There were a lot of quotes I loved yeah. in that movie. My Toy Story notes take up less than a page. So so that that kind of brings to how where I feel about Toy Story is I had complicated feelings about Ben-Hur. And what did I end up rating it? Like a two said, out of five? I think you said 2.4 two out of five. Like out it of was five. somewhere around half range. So it like if it, was, if it was only three hours, it would have been a lot higher. But that last 40 minutes, I thought, derailed a lot yeah, of it for yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, but the parts that were really high were really high. There, there's something in film I call the J.J. Abrams effect. And that's when you're watching a J.J. Abrams film. Everything about it while watching it feels competent and good and hits like a nostalgia center of your brain where you're enjoying it. And the moment, but that moment is fleeting. And the moment it leaves your eyeballs, you completely forget everything about it. And that's kind of how I feel about Toy Story. Like, I probably would rate it a three out of five. It's so, yeah, it's, it's higher than Ben Hur, but I think. I like Ben Hur more because while watching Toy Story, I'm like, yeah, this is acceptable. This exists, but it's like cotton candy. Like the moment you you eat it, you enjoy it. The moment it's gone is last is provided no lasting impact, no lasting flavor. It just sort of existed. Yeah. So, like in the realm of saying, like comparing them to exercises, because we are buffing. Up, yes. Ben Hur was like crunches sit-ups like an actual substantial exercise that does something ben Hur was like a routine yeah oh a whole routine i think some stuff that was effective some stuff that wasn't okay and toy story was like a shake weight five pound shake weight <laughs> probably it, it, it felt well, so like it was doing something but it really didn't do anything at all okay. somewhat repetitive see i don't <laughs> Because I don't remember who people are it to be able to say, like, say it's a person thing. I say that about movies all the time, that they're, like, insubs- insubstantial, mm-hmm. fleeting, effervescent. 
Oh, that makes it sound like it's a nice fleeting. <laughs> it is a nice fleet. Like, there's nothing about so, Toy Story, what we just watched, that I feel bad about. Well, no, so I, I just, it I don't doesn't blame it, anything. I don't blame it on a person. I refer to it as like a popcorn flick. Sure. Like, there are, there are movies that make you feel things. Yeah. There are movies that make well, you think things. There are movies that make you question things. There are movies that are just like a whole experience. And then there are movies that are just like meh. They're there. Well, see though, that to me, it wasted time. It was it was nice. And, it was enjoyable while it was happening, but it was like meh. Well, so and this may come from a different perspective, right? Um, you know, may, maybe to speak to you is more of like a, a book, a bookie, um, bookie. You know, a bookie. You know, a bookie, a bookie, book snob. Oh yes, I am a book know. snob and so, a book hound. Yeah. So the the thing about for film for me i'm an elitist right you know Uh i worked at a video store a long time you know uh film is important to me because i think it's it's obviously our modern cultural lens and things like that but i to me that the worst what you're saying for popcorn flick is the worst crime a film can be i think a book could be any form of entertainment could be it which is just kind of forgettable it's just there Mm-hmm. Is a time waster. Film shouldn't be a time waster. It should be something that's, that's not consuming a, a limited amount of time, um, but instead should be something that provides a, a value, a perspective. Uh, you should leave. It should leave you feeling a little bit different in a way, right? And and Toy Story doesn't. It should leave you feeling different. Yeah. So you only like movies that affect your emotional state. Not necessarily, but. So, like, it could leave you in a, in a negative way or positive. But well, no, that's, like, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't think that movies have to affect your emotional state. They, they don't state. have to affect your emotional state. But, like... I'm okay with ones that also just make you question things. And, and that, But, again, that, that, that leaves you in a... affect my emotions. It doesn't need to affect your emotions, but it leaves you in a different way, right? Okay. So, it could... You, it, it, after having watched a film... If it's done its job, it should has it should have made a very 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 tiny impact on you, okay. right? Something that you're you've shared that adventure and that adventure has been so impactful or or well executed that you can kind of for a fleeting moment live vicariously through it. But question, it, yes, in this way that you were speaking, yeah. Explain to me why you like the room. Oh, oh it's left an impact, <laughs> right? But and but that's my point, right? So a film, and that's why I think I like Ben Hur, despite my very complicated feelings for yes. it over this. So if I were to rank this right now, with Ben Hur being number one and being the only film we had watched, now adding Toy Story two to the list of my hundred. Toy Story two. Toy, Toy Story. Story. Toy Story would be probably still at a two, even though I think. It's a more well-rounded film because it's to your point where, like, I you know I like a good cringe, a little, a little good bad. Yeah, that that provides an impact upon me, mm-hmm. even being a negative impact. I think the worst crime a film can be is just something that leaves no impact. Uh-huh. That just it's there, 
saliently and it disappears. Okay. See, so you're keeping your list in pencil on a yeah. piece of paper. Oh, it's going to get scribbled and out. You have I'm to crazy. like scribble it out. Yeah. I'm keeping my list in digital format so, on my laptop. Okay. Well, and so, so what I'm saying is in my list, Ben Hur is still 100. Whoa. Toy Story is better than Ben Hur. I was kind of thinking I was going to put Toy Story at number one. Like I should, because it is the one I like the most. It is technically the one you like the most right now. Yeah. It is. Maybe I will leave that. So I'll I will build I will build from both ends. So I'll be like I like this, and and then I'll put them in. So so let's talk are about. We gonna, are we going to give a readout like each time we do it where we're at for each one? Um, I was going to do like a top ten. Oh, but, you're going to do your top ten. Um, but so so let's talk about that real quick because I don't have much to talk about about Toy Story, and we're not going to do this compare. This is not going to be the. Mike and Jen compare things to Ben Hur podcast, but just for reference, just for reference, what what about Toy Story do you prefer over Ben Hur? Um, well, it didn't have Jesus in it for no good reason. It's true. As a person who was raised Roman Catholic, where Jesus was just shunted into everything, if if there was a Jesus toy, would they be divine? Or would it just be a what toy that thinks it's Jesus? Well, I mean, I, the only Jesus toy that exists is the Buddy Christ, and yeah, that wouldn't be divine. Okay, that's not true at all. I'm sure there are so tons like bobbleheads and shit. Like, of like Jesus yeah. toys. But, but I mean, like, which okay, one so, would be in a 10-year-old's room? I don't know. I, I, so as a person who was raised Roman Catholic, who went to, like, Catholic school, grade school, and high school, mm. um, when religion is just shunted into things that it doesn't belong in, it bothers me. Okay. And and then her story... It exists beyond it, right? It, it does not need it. It did. Yeah. I mean, it's it provided a time period, and that was fine. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like it feels like they just kind of went, yeah, let's just strap this story on. It's like you have two books, and, and you combine them together. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say also I loved I love Tom Hanks. He's pretty great. I mean, the, yeah, the acting is great. In I this. love Tim uh, Allen. I think Tim Allen is my jam. Tim Allen. Not, not many people say that, but that's fine. Oh no, I know he's an asshole, but yeah. he's like my favorite asshole. <laughs> Um, I want to say I think the mom's voice was Joan Cusack, and I enjoy when uh-huh. she's in movies. Oh, yeah. I could I could be wrong. In which case, someone who sounds like Joan Cusack. Um. I feel like we're not going to have very many Cusack movies in here no. because the both I'm like the both of them, John and Joan, mm-hmm. they weren't in very um, impactful movies. No. But that always bothers me. Are, are they brother and sister? All during the '80s, every movie that John Cusack was in, he got a part for Joan. Like she was just there in the background as a side character. And he was the slinky in this one. What? I don't think he was yeah, in this one. That's, that's what I was going to say. Like, <laughs> And then when she started actually getting jobs on her own, mm-hmm. he's never in any Joan. Like, any movie that has her in it does not have him in it. And that's just, that's weird that to me. Weird. In in a, like, uh, reciprocal sibling affection thing, mm-hmm. like, I, I would be so upset <laughs> with a sibling if I went out of my way to make sure they got a part in every movie I was ever in. And didn't get called up on and it. Didn't, and so didn't get called out to do cameos to in To not like Toy Story. No John Cusack. No John Cusack. You know, I don't even know if it actually is John Cusack. It's just the voice sounded like her. Yeah, I don't, you know? I don't know. Um, let's see. What else? I mean... And I mean the the Randy Newman music. Yeah, great. But definitely great. Okay, but what if Randy Newman did Ben Hur? 
That would be amazing in a weird way. Keep on rowing, going down to... Okay, so graphics. The graphics of Ben-Hur were definitely better than the graphics of Toy Story, which is weird for something that's completely computer-generated. But I feel like what the problem is, is scale. Yeah. Because they built the rooms to look good from the scale of being a toy. And then in a couple of scenes, you were looking at them from a human scale, and they looked really... Which which I think overall... I think the graphics hold up, but like it's it's kind of cheaty because it's like you you're they're all toys, they're all plastic, it's all simple. It's like very easy to do. So it's like the Jurassic Park kind of thing. Everyone says Jurassic Park special effects look great, and it's like, well, yeah, that's because like most of it's hidden, right? Like most of the time they use CG, it's like shadows and stuff like that. Most of that stuff's animatronics, the stuff people really think about. I don't know. I like Jurassic Park more than I like Toy Story. Jurassic Park's not on this list, by the way. It's not impactful enough. And apparently not. AFI's list is questionable sometimes. Yeah. But um I mean I you know, I I don't know. I to me it, it needs to provide a lasting impact to me. And uh Toy Story did not. Um but I feel that way for most Pixar movies. So I think I think it's not targeted for me. For a person who's not a child at heart. And I guess maybe it just doesn't provide much for me. So apparently Joan Cusack is not in Toy Story until Toy Story 2. She's the voice of Jessie, Ah. which is the cowgirl. Um, Oh, which is another one of those like weird Toy Story meme things that you get all the time. Mm -hmm. The hat that Andy wears when Mm -hmm. he wears a cowboy hat is the hat that the girl cowboy wears the cowboy. Oh, it makes sense. It looks, it looks similar. And yeah. so there's a whole thing about how maybe Andy was the mom's toy and that's why it's the kid's favorite. Mm, I don't know. So it's like an old one. I mean, there, there's lore that's interesting, you know. Um, it's just overall, it just does, does not, for me, provide that lasting impact. So I think for now, even though I don't think it's going to stay there for long, uh, Ben-Hur, despite having less stars for me, is still staying at number one. And Toy Story is going to have a two. I liked it. I'm just never going to watch it again. No. Well, you know. Although Easter's coming up. And I mean... Well, you need a Jesus movie. You need so. a Jesus movie. So on that note, I think we've basically broken apart everything we can from our watch from Toy Story. Um, not bad. Not great for me. Sorry. more we're on gens but we'll see where it lies i'm curious to see where it lies after a couple episodes and we'll kind of go back and look at where things fall to pieces now the next one uh is definitely not for me because we're gonna be watching yankee doodle dandy oh, you're gonna love it oh uh, i hate musicals i hate them so much so uh we will definitely see how that goes and uh Thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time as we continue our buffing up of film. Say bye. Bye. There you go. Please clap. Me? No, it was a jackpot. Never mind. <laughs> see you guys.